Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hello, it's it's, a, it's that kind of day here at the house. It's called Mother's Day weekend, which is uh, an exciting time for anyone going through IVF. <laughs> do you think we still have people going through IVF? Yes, we do. I know this because of the emails we get. Mm, true. Good point. I mean, although, like, I think a lot of them are at the later stages, like the, right. the, the stages of, like, offering their husband's sperm without being asked. Sure, These sure, stages. sure. Yes, yes. Um, I just realized I forgot to upload all of the voicemails. How many are there? There's a couple more. It shouldn't take long. That are also not on the email that I sent you, so they will have to be added. Mm. My apologies. I like my rundown in order when I'm recording. I know you do. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not particularly organized, so that's doesn't that's affect me. True, that is true. Um, yeah, it's Mother's Day, and we're just you know doing a lot of mothering over here. What does that mean? I don't really know. I was just you know. Dory's birthday is also coming up in two days, so it's a big time. This is this is the closest it's possible for my birthday to be to Mother's Day. Wow! Because of like May first was Monday. Gotcha. You know, and it's the second right. Sunday, so right. May fourteenth is the latest Mother's Day can ever be. Well, it is the 14th. Dory's birthday is the 16th. That's true. So we're going to celebrate everything tomorrow. Oh. You know, just like that's that kind smack of fun. in the middle kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I was almost born on May 15th. That's true. You know, Henry really wanted to make your cake today. I know he did. That was very cute. Well, he just wanted to do something. He wanted to bake. He did want to bake. They're making Play-Doh right now. That's, all right, that's a thing. That's yeah. sort of a tactile, bakey thing. Yeah, totally. I, uh, on Mother's Day, have never been more tired of my son. <laughs> and I mean that in the uh, nicest way possible. <laughs> oh, boy. Dory had a big day yesterday where she oh my God. went out. At nine in the morning. It was it was too much. And then returned at some time in About the About one o'clock. Yeah. And then went out I, well, for her birthday. Why don't we tell everyone what I was doing? Well, I don't know. You don't know why. <laughs> Dory was playing pickleball. That's I was I playing in a pickleball tournament hosted by the hosts of the podcast's Deep Dive. And bitch sesh. And it was the I'd hit that deep dive bitch sesh pickle Mother's Day pickleball tournament. I mean, it is so much crossover marketing. I can't even believe it. It was quite, I have to say, it was quite an extravaganza. <laughs> it was a, it quite was a, a spectacle. It was. It was quite a logistical feat. Yeah. There's just a lot to organize. June, Diane Raphael, who's one of the hosts of the Deep Dive, her husband, Paul Shear, was the kind of like the MC slash DJ. Right. Um, 
Zoe Deschanel judged the fashion show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was just like you were supposed to dress up. June had declared that the dress code was flirty chic. Right. So there were a lot of women in like kind of like I would say almost Kentucky, Kentucky Derby-esque outfits. Not the, <laughs> not the, not the hats. Right. But like people were dressed up and like in heels. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, the, the, who was participating in this? Was it just other podcasts? No, were... no. Oh, you mean who were the players? Yeah. Um, it was some other podcasters. Some like they recruited some other like semi-famous people who they are friends with mm-hmm. to play. Um, and then it wasn't clear to me how this happened, but you could also, I believe, like pay to be in a pool where you would be paired up with June, Jessica, Casey, or Danielle. Uh-huh. So they all played with strangers. Gotcha. But apparently what happened at their Galentine's pickleball tournament is June was paired up with someone named Kevin who just thought he was signing up for like a pickleball tournament. <laughs> Did he dominate? He was he was good. Yeah, I mean, if you're signing up for a pickleball <laughs> yeah. tournament, but like it was this very funny thing where he had like no idea what he was walking into. Yeah. <laughs> so there was no Kevin this time, apparently. That's too bad. Yeah, I did not. I was not in attendance at their Galentine's tournament, so I, I didn't really see what happened. But they brought it up. Uh, wh- is this going to be a semi-annual thing? Unclear to me how often they plan on doing it. I mean, the last one was only three months ago, right. so. Is it gonna, maybe it's quarterly. Maybe it's quarterly. I mean, this is exciting news. Look, good for them. So, were, Kate, were any other husbands and children there? Um, Danielle and Jessica's daughters were the ball girls. Nice. Um, most no, most people's partners were not there. Right. We didn't get any plus ones. Nor should you have. Right. It seems like a pretty tight venue, you know. Uh, Max Greenfield's wife was there. Okay. Unclear whether she bought a ticket or if she was just allowed to come. Wow. I didn't ask. It's pretty pretty exciting. Oh, and a pro- you know, Zoe Deschanel's property brother, husband, partner, was there as well. One of the twins. One of the twins. Couldn't tell you which one. I bet even they couldn't. <laughs> I bet even Zoe can't. Right. <laughs> Do you wish that uh, uh. it was 2010? And instead of the property brother, it was Ben Gibbard. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> because I feel like Ben Gibbard would be like, he would think he was like too cool to go to this. No, I guarantee you he'd go, but he'd be moping. Yeah. So like, that's not fun. I mean, whichever property brother this was seemed pleased to be there. That's great. So, you know, I, I appreciate that. Sure. You know, he was all in. Um, anyway, so yes, yeah, so that was what I did all morning and the early afternoon. And then, um, as soon as I got home, as soon as Henry and I got home from his music lesson, I left again to go to dinner before my karaoke birthday party. Dory had a birthday party. I threw myself a birthday party. I was not invited to it. No, it was ladies only and, and non-binary people. And non-Henry's. And non Henry's, he can't still can't wrap his head around the fact that you're not having a birthday party like him. Oh, do you think that's what it was? Oh, a thousand percent. Oh, like he's expecting a day where we're all going to be having 
cake and stuff at a park or something. With Bluey. Yeah. Or, you know, whomever you decide. Right. Maybe Chili comes to yours. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's really what he's expecting. Okay, that makes more sense. Right. Because he kept asking, okay, but Mama, when's your party? Right, yeah. And I was like, it's tonight. Yeah. And then he was like, no, but when's your party? And yeah, because like, he would have to obviously be invited to your party. Right. I was like, what are you talking about? Right. Um, okay, that makes more sense now that you've explained that to me. Yeah, so I think what, it's going to be interesting what he thinks we're doing with this cake. Yeah, so Matt and Henry are supposedly making me a carrot cake because that's my favorite cake. Right. For my birthday. Yeah. On Tuesday. That is my birthday. No, no, I'm like thinking I'll make it. We'll make it on Tuesday, I guess, after he comes back from OT. Yeah. He's pretty, he's got a tight, you know, he's a he tight schedule a, during the week. He a tight schedule, so. but he doesn't have anything in the afternoon on Tuesday. Great. That'll be when we do it. So. Carrot cake ahoy. Can't wait. Uh, and then yesterday, Henry took a nap while which he wasn't supposed to. I went to take a shower. I was unclear on what it because all I had to go by was a four-year-old telling me what he thinks you said, and then a text from you where I said it's his rest time is not supposed to be on the couch. couch. <laughs> it was so quiet then, time. But then Henry comes in and is like, "Dita, I'm gonna I'm gonna relax on the couch with you," and then I'm like, "What?" I was like, but it's supposed to be rest time. Aren't you going to? I was watching the Red Sox game. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to watch the Red Sox game with you. And then he eventually fell asleep, you know, because it's baseball. And he slept for probably 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Mm -hmm. And then when Dory was leaving, she's like, he's not going to go to bed till nine o'clock. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I'll have him in bed by seven. And I did have him in bed at seven oh five. Wow. I had him in bed at seven oh five, washed his hair, did the whole nine. Oh boy. He was in bed and I was like, Good night. And I left. And then the first thing what was the first thing he wanted? Oh boy. At some point he wanted short sleeves. Oh, and he's no. like, "Why didn't you put? Why didn't you put short sleeves on me?" And I was like, "I didn't know you wanted short sleeves." He's like, "Yeah, I wanted oh. short sleeves." I'm like, "Okay, well, here you go." And then put those on. Then he kept coming out, and I, what my plan was to go into my office <laughs> to upload the a podcast that I had recorded on Friday, and because I couldn't leave Henry, I couldn't leave that dining room. At one point, I was out putting stuff in the in the trunk of my car. With, mm -hmm. the, with the door open mm -hmm. and I went back in and Henry was in his playroom. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is at like 8.15. And he was just hanging out? No, he was like, uh, he wanted to get something. Uh. Um, <laughs> so then when I put him back in there and his, he, he, he really was like, he was like, I took a nap. I, I, that, I can't fall asleep. And I was like, all right, well, you know, you got to rest and try. I told him to count sheep. That didn't really work. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, Dita, can you give me anything so that I'll sleep? Oh, no. And I was like. He asked you for Ambien? <laughs> I, honestly, I don't, I don't know what he was getting at. And I was like, what will help me sleep? And I was like, 
So I thought into my brain Rolodex, and I was like, okay, I'll give him some warm milk with some nutmeg. Yeah. Uh, which I just remember Dr. Crusher gave it to Picard one in the last episode of TNG because <laughs> he couldn't sleep. <laughs> you should play the, the video. Can you play the video? I can play. Can I play the audio? Yeah, I think so. So I'm I'm at karaoke with, you know, 12 of my best girlfriends and non-binary friends. And uh, I get I get a text from Matt. At about 9.05. Uh, yeah, 9 o'clock on the nose. And I couldn't hear it because it was so loud because, you know, everyone was just singing their hearts out. But I got the gist. And Henry is, Henry, Henry is now sitting next to me. It's 9 o'clock at night. Singing it around and around. There we go. He's uh, drinking. That's good. I like how his haste is. Yeah. That's definitely going to warm me up and I'm falling asleep. Good. Definitely going to warm me up and I'm going to fall asleep. Sometimes I need water when I'm drinking that. (laughs) And then he takes a sip of water. (laughs) And then he's back to it. (laughs) He drank that whole thing. It was like, I couldn't find nutmeg, so I put the pumpkin spice in there. Oh, that was smart. And uh, he loved it. I personally don't like nutmeg. That's okay. I mean, so, look, I was looking. That's probably why we don't have any. No, it's possible. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, he's like, what's it going to do? And I was like, it'll warm you up and you'll feel tired. So like, that's why he says this will definitely warm me up. And around and around. There we go. There we go. Uh, Mm, that's good. Is I like it? how his haste is. Yeah. That's good. definitely going to warm me up and I'm falling asleep. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's it. Nine, yeah, nine o'clock, about 9.25 or so, I think, finally got him. Once he finished his milk, got him in his bed again, and then... I think it was, I think that was sort of like, that was sort of the last time that I saw him. And then he slept this morning until 6.30, which was great because, you know, 5.50 was like, is when he usually gets up. Yeah. But he like bolted out of there and jumped on me. (laughs) Dude, I overslept. (laughs) He really said overslept. I think he said, he said, dude, I slept late. I was like, what time is it? He's like, 6.37. I was like, Okay. Wow. I was like, great, you got a half hour before we're leaving for the store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So that was, yeah, and then Dory got home. What time did you get home? 10, 40, 5, 11, something uh, like that? Yeah, I think a little bit before 11. Okay, so like I had finally, once he went in there, I just went to the couch and laid down on the couch and was like watching some YouTube video of whatever i don't even know somebody playing a star wars video did you do and slept fell asleep and then woke up groggily and then i just went and sat at the dining room table and then that minute dory pulled in yeah and then i was like guess what time you went to bed (laughs) anyway anyway i was right dory was right she had some fun and so did henry i guess (laughs) all right 
we're going to take a break. But before we do that, just a reminder to call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Email us at dorianmatt at gmail or mattanddory at gmail. And support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. All right. We'll be right back. Be back soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out, uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item that's right every time you buy their socks tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well i uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what but they do have a 100 percent happiness guarantee so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like, you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Hello. And... I've got the new rundown. Everything's in order. Voicemails are ready. What's doing? 
Well, we got an email from Anonymous. Anonymous emailed us a lot this week. You know what? They were busy. That's what we're here for. All right. Hi, Dory and Matt. How do I ask my cousin how trying to get pregnant is going? You don't. I have a cousin who got married last year, and she and her husband have been trying to get pregnant since. We've always been pretty close, but don't often have deep conversations since it's usually over text. She recently told my mom that they were having some struggles, but didn't elaborate. We live across the country from each other, and I will be visiting soon. I haven't found a way to bring it up over text, and I can get awkward with hard conversations in person. How can I check in with her to see how things are going and offer support if wanted? Thanks, Anonymous. Um. This feels like a, you don't. I agree with that. Why? Because of a couple things. You said that you don't often have deep conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, you're often texting, but you're going to mm-hmm. be in person. So if you had said to me, we always have deep conversations, mm-hmm. especially in person, <laughs> I'd be like, well, wait till you're in person. Yep. And then see what she says. Right. But she's got to bring it up first. Yeah. And that's ultimately it. I would say, how do you ask your cousin? You don't ask your cousin. If your cousin brings it up, then you can offer, you know, emotional support. Yeah. I agree with that. I think the only thing you could say over text is something like, something very generic, like, how's that, like, how are, like, how's everything been going or, you know? Yeah. But like, I would not mention it specifically. Um, Unless you're currently having some struggles you'd like to share. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's also a good way in. But don't, um, don't make up some struggles. Good point. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt, we have our first voicemail. Okay. What time? Which one is it? Mini IVF. Here should we go. be named that. Here we go. Okay. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Rosina, your new uh, bestie from Boulder. I warned you guys I'd be calling, so now get ready. And Dory, I won't leave a long voicemail this time like I did last time. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. uh, and this is Mike, her husband. Oh, Uh, Mike's here now. Listen to her, listen to your podcast. Finally. And uh, she she told me we're going to keep this voicemail down to 7 minutes and 57 seconds. (laughs) This will be a short one. All right, we'll get to the point. I hope you guys had a really nice Mother's Day. Looking forward to hearing what you guys did. I'll, we'll be celebrating my first Mother's Day on Sunday, too. Um, we're actually calling. Uh, we want to put out a mini IVF signal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, we just had a baby. Um, he's four and a half months old right now. But we are thinking about when to start IVF for our second child. We don't have any embryos in the bank. Um, I'm 38. I have low AMH and, um, we just don't really want to waste any time with, um, you know, completing our family. So we have been very curious about mini IVF. Um, I've heard a couple things. One that it's much cheaper. Um, I've read that it's like between five and seven thousand dollars for, um, an egg retrieval. So I'm wondering, A, um, if listeners who have done it can like give us um, some insight on how much it costs. 
And B, I heard that you have to go, or it's highly recommended that you go to certain clinics in California that specialize in it. We obviously living in Boulder are right near the CCRM Denver, so that's a really reputable place. They're fancy. We would consider going there, but um, I want to understand if we really should be flying out to California for this or whether we can be doing it more locally at our clinic around us. Um, I also just would love to hear listeners' experiences with it and, um, you know, whether they've had good experiences um, and whether they would recommend it. So that is what I would love to know. Mike's there just to ask um, how many hot dogs. All right, say. guys, if you hear any hacking in the background, that's our dog. Sorry. So anyway, have a great day and thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Thank you. Our besties in Boulder. Besties in Boulder. <laughs> Uh, mini IVF. What does that mean? Um, I believe it means you do like a, uh, lower dose course of meds. Mm. So the idea is really like quality over quantity. Right. Um, and I have heard that for people with diminished ovarian reserve, it can be a good option because you don't want to get, you know, like, you know, you don't want to like overcook the eggs. Like you really right. want to focus on quality. So, um, yeah, I think there's a clinic in Irvine that does Irvine, California, that does mini IVF. Um, but I would, if CCRM does it, yeah, CCRM might not do it. Is If they do it, then, then just they're great. There. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the signal's going out. Here it do, goes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Mini IVF signal. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, yeah, it's gone out. All, All right. right. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Thank you. <laughs> now that you're our best. More bestie. anonymous. Yeah, do you want to read this? Sure. I have advice for the British Floridian from a fellow Floridian also living in the Tampa Bay area. I'm so sorry for all of you. I experienced secondary infertility and have a five year old son. Uh, as well. I'll echo the person who wrote in this week and said that the ERA can be a game changer. My first two transfers of PGT tested embryos both failed. At that point, my doctor recommended an ERA earned run average. Yep. And the results showed I needed an additional 28 hours of progesterone before the transfer. And the next transfer with that protocol was successful. Honestly, the ERA does not have a great, uh, great data behind it. I could go on about why I think the data shouldn't prevent a woman from doing an ERA. And I think there are very real concerns about clinics upselling tests that they may not, uh, that may not make a difference for patients. In my case, though, I believe it made a difference. Although I know there is an element of chance at play with any procedure, but the extra 28 hours of progesterone is a lot. And if I had done the ERA, which cost me $515. Uh, before the two transfers, I'm assuming, and assuming one worked, I would have saved thousands. And more importantly for me, potentially a year of time, because I had to go back and do another egg retrieval for the third transfer. I really wish my doctor had mentioned it to me sooner and given me the chance to take it earlier. Also, to your point, not understanding what works and what doesn't, I wanted to add that before my successful transfer, I was doing a ton of research into recurrent implantation failure. There were a few podcasts that I listened to, after just searching recurrent implantation failure, and I felt it was really helpful to hear experts talking specifically about that issue. There are different approaches and protocols. Many aren't necessarily science-based, 
But like you all said, sometimes we just don't know why it isn't working. At the same time, we may not understand why a certain protocol does work. Might as well try everything you can. Good luck, Anonymous. What's wrong with our search engine optimization? We're not coming up for recurrent implantation failure. Wow. <laughs> um, experts. We well, don't need experts. You need us. Yeah, not experts. Correct. <laughs> um, thank you for this. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I just want to echo what she is saying, what she is echoing us saying, which is sometimes we just don't know. Yeah. But also like the idea of like, an additional test. Why not? Yeah, for sure. For if sure. you're in there anyway. If you're in there anyway. You okay. might as well poke around. That's true. All right. Anonymous wrote in again. Wow. They have been everywhere. Prolific. Okay. Um, hi, Matt and Dory. I've gotten myself into a situation and always appreciate your candid responses to listeners. So here it goes. Buckle up, as yes. Matt would say. This story starts more than six years ago when I became good friends with someone. We had our first babies in the same year and hung out a lot in those early years. She ended up moving with her family to a different province and we kept in touch. In January 2021, I found out I was expecting baby number two and told her by text. She sent a voice memo back saying that she was also pregnant, but nervous because she had recently had an early loss. Our due dates were a week apart. They went for an early scan and saw a heartbeat at six weeks. Two weeks later, they went for a dating ultrasound and there was no heartbeat. She began to distance herself from me, sending very sad voice memos about how unexpected the second loss was, especially after the heartbeat. I told her I understood and we continued to be there for each other. She had another miscarriage after that and said she was done trying as it was all too much. At the end of that year, 2021... She was going to be in the same city, and we planned to get together. Omicron sort of exploded everything. Remember that? But also, she suddenly wasn't responding to my messages. Since she isn't someone who uses social media at all, I literally started to worry something terrible had happened to her. Ten months went by. It was last October that I finally got a message from her with photos of a new baby. Turns out she had gotten pregnant right around the time we were supposed to meet, and terrified of telling anyone, she basically went into hiding and only told a few family members that she was pregnant until the baby was out. Holding her six-week-old son, she was finally beginning to realize that they'd made it through safely. Mm. Now, here's the part where I need your advice. I never responded to the email. At the time, I was starting a new job, two little kids, blah, blah, blah. But also, maybe I just didn't feel like responding. I don't really know. But now it's been nine months, and it's just awkward at this point. I'm truly so happy she ended up with her second baby, and I feel like a real jerk for not responding. She even went so far as to message me on her barely used social media to say she hoped we could still be friends. I ignored that too, but more out of fight or flight response, not because I wanted to be a jerk. It all just feels too messy and long ago. I genuinely like her and would love to have her back in my life, but I feel like I hesitated and botched it. Thoughts? Send that last paragraph to her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've just expressed everything that you were thinking right yeah so and you know i don't i don't see why you can't share that information with her i mean this happens to me personally it happens to me all the time where someone will message me and like i fully have the intention of getting back to them and the longer it takes for me to get back to them the harder i find it to respond so i end up with these messages that are weeks months old years sometimes and i you know 
when I finally get around to messaging or if they message me back, usually I can jump in and be like, I want to say I'm so sorry for not having responded to you so long ago. Um, and that's just it. I mean, own it. Own the fact that you're, uh, own the fact that you fucking just managed to forget and then it just became too long. I mean, that's, that's really, how, how have you found people responded, have responded when you have been very like everyone transparent. totally understands. There you go. Or they just lie about it and we continue like nothing ever happened. So <laughs> either way, I mean, same yeah, result. Exactly. <laughs> so I would honestly recommend you just say what you just said to us. In that last paragraph, just send it to her. I, and I hope think, it works out. I think that is good advice. Keep me posted. Please. Keep me, me personally. And, and me as well. I guess you can keep her posted okay. too. Thank you. Yes. Um, all right. We're going to take another break. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. So, Matt, do you remember last week we heard from a listener who oh it was rosina it was our best friend from boulder yes who was like i like how she didn't even follow up with any of that info like she never was in her new voicemail yeah she didn't say anything about what we said she's moved on i get it her I babies it. she's she's going out now with her baby yeah her baby's, <laughs> her baby's uh nap is more scheduled and yeah. <laughs> it's much easier now um but she was sort of like trying to navigate the fact that her baby was still doing like wake windows and she was finding it hard to like make plans to get together with friends. And we were like, you just got to kind of deal with it for now. And it'll change very soon. Um, that was like essentially our advice. Yeah. Um, and so we heard from a few listeners about this. So this is from Amy. OMG naps. Ugh. I agree with Matt and Dory's response to your question. My baby is eight months. And in the last month or two, I've started feeling like her naps are no longer running my life. She now naps twice a day and is easy to put down at four months. She was napping four times a day and it was hard to get her to nap. And her naps only lasted half an hour. She also wasn't napping in the crib at four months. It just gets so much easier so quickly. Now she nurses for two minutes. I plop her down and she's out. We didn't sleep train. Some things that worked for us at about four months, having very flexible plans with friends around her naps. So having a general window for a meetup and then letting them know when we would be able to meet up when she started a nap. Stroller slash carrier slash car naps. I know folks differ on this, but I still like having the flexibility for baby to nap on the go if needed. Try a portable sound machine if your baby has trouble napping on the go. Bring a pack and play to a friend's house for baby to nap in. Hmm. Mostly it just gets easier. Amy in Seattle in an 800 foot house with a 500 square foot unfinished basement. Two adults, one baby, one cat, three chickens, two goats, one 55 inch TV and zero <laughs> hot dogs. Wow. Uh, hot topic, naps. 
hot topic. Well, actually, an extra hot topic because of Henry yesterday. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's at the foremost portion of our brains. Well, I mean, I think that that just reinforced the idea that if we want bedtime to be at all I just think smooth, he fucking heard you and was like, nine o'clock it is. No. <laughs> of course not. Um, He's not going to bed till nine. I was, I was so dismissive of this. I said, come on. Nine o'clock is ridiculous. He was. He'll be in bed. Dismissive. No problem. And I said, okay, well, good luck. And, and I, I had left. I'd done it. Seven <laughs> seven oh seven oh four. I mean, that is impressive. And lights were out. And I and um so, oh, you know what it was? Here is the big debate. He wanted the uh lullaby. The twinkle oh, twinkle little star. God. And I told him that he couldn't do that because it was so annoying. very loud <laughs> and it it would bother you when you got home and would hear it through the monitor. That's true. And he was like, but I like it. I'm like, well, also, I will say this. Every time you've ever slept with that, you have never slept through the night. So... I put on the ocean mm. <laughs> and then left. And then he needed short sleeves. And then two and a half hours later, he was asleep. Oh, boy. But today. It tastes real good, though, I'll tell you. He sort of tried to um, nap on the couch. And I was like, absolutely He not. tried a stealth nap. I love it. I was like, you're staying awake if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> And yeah, he did. He I stayed awake. Yeah. So hopefully tonight won't be as annoying. Maybe he's still awake right now. We don't know. He's making Play-Doh. All <laughs> right. We also have two voicemails um, about this, Matt. They are labeled Naps and Naps 2. Gotcha. Hey, Matt, Dory, Henry, Bo, Holly. This message is for the caller, Lucia. I think her name was, she was in Rhode Island and then Boulder, and she was talking about not being able to leave for four months old. Dory, um, I think your response really hit the nail on the head. Um, what I will say to this caller is that I, too, have lived in Colorado, and there's this mentality of go, 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 hike, bike, rock climb, you know, like always be outside, always do all the things. And I remember when I lived there, I would so look forward to a rainy day because it gave me permission not to have to go hike all the 14ers and do all the things. Um, so I will say, I think you need to set that kind of Colorado mentality aside and give yourself permission at this age not to do that stuff. Just like Dory said, you, what, where you are right now is going on short walks, Maybe hopping in the car and driving two minutes to a local coffee shop, grabbing something and coming back home. Um, it's definitely a mentality shift. Um, but yeah, that's, you're not going to be the, the person hiking with the baby in the backpack for quite a while. Um, I will also say our son is, I don't know, probably about we have a four year old and a 16 month old. And the 16 month old is just now dropping his morning nap. And so, so for 16 months, my husband went to every morning birthday birthday parties in the morning with our daughter 
events with our daughter in the morning. Like I stayed home 100% of the time because our because our son needed to nap, and that was important to me. Um, and he wouldn't nap, you know, on the go. So anyway, yeah, for me, it's been about it takes about 16 or 17 or 18 months until they're they start napping at the noonish hour, one nap a day, that um, your life kind of kind of frees up. So um, anyway, enjoy it. I actually have. Love these special mornings, which is me and my son. It's, it's a beautiful thing around the house and um, around the backyard and around the neighborhood. So I'm just thinking of you. Um, congratulations. Go Rams. Bye-bye. Go Rams. What? I do, I do appreciate the um, kind of context of Colorado because I hadn't really, like, thought about that. I mean, it's that and retirees. That's that's the that's the population of Colorado. And Mormons. There's a. It's just like I bet. I bet. I bet. There's an REI very close to everybody. Mm. You're always within like five miles of an REI, no matter where you live. Yep. <laughs> um. Thank you for that. We have another voicemail. Or ten kilometers, whatever you, whatever you, whatever the outdoor people like to go by. Sure. Hey, Matt and Dory, this is Phoebe in Boston, or Revere, um, calling Revere. in, first of all, uh, I don't think the lack of voicemails or emails is any reflection on how much y'all, uh, people enjoy y'all's podcasts, so please don't stop anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I had yeah, a call from Boulder um, about feeling really hamstrung by her four-month-old and not able to really get anything done with her short lake windows and um my little one, Adelaide, is five and a half months now, and I just want to say, Rosina, it gets so much better. Um, but if one tip I would give you is try to get her to sleep in the car seat or on the go more so that you're not completely hamstrung by her small wake windows. If you can, get a white noise machine, a portable one, get a really good cover for the car seat. Um, get something that allows her to sleep on the go so that you can Go out of the house, and when she needs a nap, you can pluck her in, pump her into whatever she needs, and have her go to sleep there. It really makes a lot of difference in you feeling like you have some independence. Um, and, yeah, Matt and Dory, I just wanted to thank you for all the advice y'all have given me over the last few months. Um, the Lexapro is really feeling great. Adelaide is sleeping through the night now. Finally, we're on night three of sleep training, and we all slept through the night last night, which is incredible. I feel like an entirely different human, and it was so dark in the early days, and I just feel so much better now. The sun is shining in Boston, and um, the beaches are calling. It's just, I feel like a brand new person. So thank you for all the advice and helping you get through the tough times. Um, It really does get better especially all you folks out there with brand new babies. Um, it really gets better, I promise. Uh, I'm, I'm living proof. Um, love y'all. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Phoebe. Phoebe says, don't stop doing the podcast. And I say, nobody got an email. That was my computer making noise. I'm sorry. Mm. Why wasn't it on Do Not Disturb? Everyone's asking. Because I forget everything. Okay. All right. Um, Finley writes, my sister is having her second kid soon. Scheduled C-section in July. I've worked it out with my boss to be able to work remote so that I can stay with her to be able to help with new baby and current nephew for three weeks. I talked to my sister about this. She's into it, but we haven't really discussed my role yet, probably because she's a pregnant working mom, so she just doesn't have the brain space. So my question is, 
What would be a good thing for me to offer to do? Do I just try to distract nephew while parents are caring for a newborn? Should I be doing laundry slash the dishes? I offered to help with overnight stuff, but it was pointed out I'd be kind of useless when it comes to overnight feedings. I'm a bit <laughs> worried about being in the way, so any guidance would be appreciated. Thanks again for all you do. I think that like saying that you will like something like you will handle dinner every night or, you know, you will take like, I don't know if your nephew is in school or or what, but like you will watch your nephew every afternoon or like, I think it's good to have these kind of like specific things that you will be doing. That makes sense. Plus it's understood. So you're not going to get in anybody's way. Right. And you're just going to be helpful. I would also just like offer this because I think sometimes when you ask like what would be most helpful, it's really hard for people to think about that and it almost becomes more of a chore to mm-hmm. like come up with those things. So right. I would say, hey, sister, I was thinking when I'm staying at your house, like one thing that I'd love to do for you is cook dinner every night or like handle, you know, mm-hmm. wh- whether it's cooking or getting pizza or whatever, like you're going to be in charge of dinner. Um, I- I'm just... I'm just saying that as an example of something that I personally would find useful. If you don't think that this is something your sister would find useful, then like don't offer it. But I'm, I think that could be a thing because I think meal times just to like take that off her proverbial plate, I think would be helpful. Or if you're like every day, I'm going to clean up all the baby bottles. Like I'll do that. Or like I will always, I'll do the dishes for the three weeks that I'm there. I wow. will do the dishes. That's very helpful. Thank you for doing them. You're welcome. I personally would never offer that because I hate doing dishes. Correct. But you might. Um, all right. You might. Um, okay. Beth yes. wrote, Beth, this is Beth from Edmonton. Mm-hmm. She followed the link in the show notes, but it led to a whole list of activated charcoal baggies. So many. It's oh possible that things didn't work because I'm in Canada. That is very possible. But I'm curious, is the activated charcoal you bought in a soft pouch that is made of bamboo, those exist, or hard bamboo wood type covering? What I thought you were talking about but couldn't find. That is, that is, that's the latter. Here's what I'm going to guess happened. I'm going to guess that for whatever reason, that product is not available in Canada. So when you clicked on the link, instead of showing it to you, it sent you to a bunch of other options. Mm. I don't know why it's not, but, but that, that is, would be my guess. The description is exact is what we were talking about. Yeah. It's a bamboo wood canister that the bag goes in. Yeah. Hot dog update. I finally have had one from Costco. It was great. More to come because one in five months isn't enough for me. <laughs> no other changes to my stats. We have installed the water barrels and we have harvested water for the garden, not showering that. Mm-hmm. And we have mm-hmm. learned that it takes less than two hours of torrential downpour to overflow the three barrels we have set up so far. Yep, it was a wet problem-solving time on Monday as I <laughs> didn't really want all that water pooling next to the house. Temp solutions found, permanent solutions to implement soon. Chat soon. Beth, P.S. Matt, solidarity in your strike. Standing with you, hoping you get all that you deserve. Well, if it's just based on what I personally deserve, we're gonna, they're going to be striking forever. Mm. <laughs> Buckle up. I don't deserve anything. All right, Matt, this is an email really for you. Yeah. 
Okay. From David. Hi, David. He said, I just wanted to give Matt a reminder that his friend Andy's birthday is coming up. May 20th. On May 20th, so he doesn't forget like last year. I love it. Hey, Siri, remind Matt Andy's birthday is on May 20th. That's Saturday, Matt. Did it work? I don't know. It's coming Saturday. That's true. I thought about getting a cameo from Jerry Ryan for Andy's birthday. (laughs) The times are tough, so I thought I'd mention here on Uh Excellent Uh that our fellow listeners... Oh. There you go. It worked. It worked on my watch, so I will get a reminder for that. Um... I thought I'd mention here on Excellent that our fellow listeners should check out Matt's other pod, Star Trek, the next conversation with him and Andy Secunda and support them that way. If they like Matt, even remotely like Star Trek, they'll enjoy this pod. Come for Matt Myra, stay for Andy Secunda. There you go. Support Matt with their fantastic Patreon. If you'd like to hear them review Marvel movies, Voyager, and Enterprise, they've covered all of TNG and are working on DS9 and the regular feed. It's a great pod, especially if you want to listen to Matt for two to three hours at a time. (laughs) Five out of five stars. This might have to be an Admirals Club in mid-E right here because this is a five-star review. Not an Apple podcast, but on our podcast. Dory and Henry drop in sometimes, too. It's literally the best Star Trek podcast in the world. I've said this many times. Thanks for the pod and for TNC, David S., the homework-stealing Vulcan, 3,000 square feet in Pearland, six Costco hot dogs. Mm, Love it. Mm. David S., thanks for listening to this bullshit show as well as that bullshit show. Uh, That was a very, very sweet email. All right, we have one more voicemail. We do. Uh, I will play that right now. Hey, y'all. Thomas in Colorado. Uh, Matt, I don't think it's too strange that you want to go live in, you know, Michigan. I was a big fan of Tim Allen and you know, home improvement. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was Every it. time they talked about Michigan, it just looked like a beautiful place that I wanted to live there. And yeah, not crazy at all. It's a beautiful looking place, you know, and on the subject of you watching Stinky and Dirty with uh, Henry, you know, I missed watching that show with my son because it's the one show that they didn't have, you know, music that would drive me nuts. Right. And, you know, at least it, you know, taught problem solving, you know, even though, if, you know, in a kid's mind, problem solving. But yeah, uh, hot dogs for this year. I had a couple wrapped up in a tortilla last night. You know, interesting. In American, that's how we roll. So have a good one, y'all. Bye. I've done that in desperate times, also. Wow. Yeah. You know, I don't hear about it often. You made yourself a Ronto wrap, which would cost you like twelve bucks at Disney, and it would be in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Thank you for. <sighs> Also understanding the beauty of Michigan. All right. Pure Michigan. Pure Michigan. All right. That brings us to the end of the show. A reminder, you can support us on Patreon and get up to bonus episodes per month. You can also support Matt on his Star Trek Patreon. That's true, too. But, you know, hang out in Excellent Adventure Land. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Adventure. Also, you get your name read on the podcast each month at the $5 level or above, in addition to all those bonus episodes. So those of you who have binged our podcast and are sad because you've run out of episodes, head on over to our Patreon. There's literally hundreds more. There you go. Uh, so thanks to April Halwarda. Ashley Cicely. Becca Foster. Brittany Nelson. Bruno Macias. Caroline Crampton. Uh, Carolyn N. Shinami Worth. Uh, Corinne Morgan. Synthony Meisner. Diana. Diana Robinson. Donna Gomez. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Goodingham. Elena Paling. Ellen. Aaron Goods. Aaron Turley. 
Frederick Roth Fleet Museum annual transporter pad front of the line pass holder. That is a wise annual pass to get. That's a that's a good investment. Yeah. Okay. Freya. Greta Truitt. Haley Tryon. Heather Hanley. Hendrick. Jackie G. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Manolo- Manolovich. Joanna Rao. Uh, Schoolenberg. Schoolenberg. School- Julia Schollenberg. <laughs> Schoolenberg. Julie McLaren. Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Donahue. And Karen mm-hmm. Thickershey. Thank you all so very much. Have a good Dory's birthday on Tuesday. Bye. Bye.